Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefton Early and you're listening to our Intermediate Football Championship Preview. It's episode 205 here on the podcast. It's brought to you today in partnership with the local enterprise office who are helping Leitrim businesses get back on their feet after the lockdown and all year round, but particularly at the moment after the lockdown. We'd like to bring focus to their online trading voucher, which for a special period up until the end of September allows businesses in Leitrim to apply for a 90% grant towards a new online trading presence for your business. Uh, Here at Leitrim Daily, we are actually supporting that by offering help and assistance in developing those projects uh, via our new brand, localmedia.ie, and we'd love to help you get your business online, either to a brand new presence or to uh, refurbish what you already have. If you want any more information, get in touch with the local enterprise office. Uh, you can find them online. There's links from our website also. Or give us a shout here at info at or hit us up on social media. We'd be more than happy to help you through that process and to talk to you about what might be best for you and your business. Uh, thank you very much to the local enterprise office for their continued support of Leitrim Daily. Now, we're obviously going to be spending today talking about the Intermediate Football Championship, sponsored by Smith Monumentals. There's plenty of things to talk about. We're going to be hearing from each of the clubs in today's show 10 clubs in the competition. We'll hear from all of them across the next hour or so. But first, there's a few things I want to bring to your attention ahead of the championship because we are in this particularly strange world at the moment. We all are sick to death of talking about coronavirus, but just let me just touch on this very briefly. And it's in relation to attending games this weekend. The directive has come out from the GA, and we all obviously know at this stage about the the lockdown requirements in terms of open air spaces. 200 is the maximum capacity for the first couple of rounds of the championship at the very least. Uh, That means, in effect, including all the players, officials, media, and everybody that has to be at the game, there's about 120 tickets available for each game. And it's different from game to game. The home team is responsible for deciding who gets in. It appears that each team will take an equal split of that, which effectively means that only 60 people in each club will be able to attend the game. So please check with your club before you travel to fixtures. Please make sure you have uh, the appropriate requirements to get into the game. Some clubs are doing draws, some clubs are doing rotas. There are different arrangements for different clubs. So please check with your club and make sure that you have the ability to get into the game Don't just travel and show up and expect to get in because that's unfair on the club and it's unfair and it might cause issues and it might we don't want to have fights on the outside of the gate uh, in terms of getting in. So please double double check that you can. If you're one of the lucky ones to get a ticket and to get into a bit of football action over the weekend, please remember, please wear a face mask and keep socially distant. It's very important at the moment to make sure that we do what we can to help the virus die off in our community and make sure that not just ourselves safe, but everybody around us. You don't want to be the person responsible for bringing that virus into a situation. So do what you can. People are in asymptomatic and they may not be showing symptoms. So make sure that you do what you can to keep everybody else the other 199 attending those games, that they will also be able to um, look after themselves and stay healthy. Uh, We want to do this collectively and and make sure that there's no risk to our lives, there's no risk to our health, but also on a slightly lesser tone, but equally as important, that we don't risk the future of the actual championships going ahead this summer. Nobody wants to be responsible for that. Now, before we get into the actual chats I had earlier spread across this week essentially with each of the the clubs involved in the intermediate football championship and we will have a secondary show later this evening talking about the senior football championship and a couple of other sporting events taking place across the county this weekend Uh, that will be released later in the day but this one is going out early on friday there is one other thing i want to talk to you about and that is all in for Aina. Now, this is a fundraising campaign uh, been run at the moment on GoFundMe. And I know we've had a million and one of these over the last few months. But this one is of particular interest to Leitrim. It's already raised over half of its goal of €40,000. So €23,500 raised at the moment. And why is this relevant to Leitrim? I hear you say, well, the child's mother is actually a Leitrim woman. Yvonne Brady they're living up in Mead, but her son, Aina Caffrey, 17 months old, and he was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia uh, earlier this year, back in May. And he has been through the first phase of intensive treatment. 
and it's been particularly tough on Aina. He's only managed to get four nights in his own cot since the whole diagnosis blew up two months ago. Now, it's been horrific for the for the child, but also for the family. And uh, there's a fairly lengthy story on the GoFundMe page. There's a link in our Facebook group on um, on Facebook, obviously, uh, but Yvonne has been basically put on uh, indefinitely from her employment, as you can appreciate. This uh, sort of situation rips a family apart, and I suppose really at this stage it's about doing what we can as a community to support Yvonne, her family, her Aina, uh, to support everything that's going on in that family's life at the moment. The funds raised will go towards uh, the costs of being in the hospital 24-7, even the incidentals just stack up, whether it's car parking uh, or travel or petrol up and down from me to Dublin every day or twice daily uh, for both herself and her partner, Stephen, her husband, Stephen. So it's very important that we all rally behind them. As I said, 23,500 euros raised so far. It's a fantastic amount of money. It really, I think as a family who've gone through this uh, in recent times, um, not leukemia, but another uh, accident and having to to ask for help like this it, it's not easy to do it and i think it's great to see the support that's come out of the saint joseph's club in particular yvonne a, a very staunch um supporter of that club played for many many years with saint joseph's her family uh, the brady's be well known uh, across the entire region uh, and it's important that they uh, that we now repay their support and, and the very best look to, to the Brady family in particular uh, but to all the Caffreys as well and Aina and his mammy Yvonne so check that out we'll link in the description below uh, but please please take a moment to read their story and if you can uh, please donate something if you can't please share it or ask somebody else to do so Anyway, and we will move on to the football. And there's plenty of action taking place across the county this week. It all starts tonight. And I know for the people in Kiltubbard and Anaduff, for those lucky enough maybe to get tickets to go to the game this evening at 8.30 in Clune, it promises to be an absolutely fantastic evening and nice to kind of be back to some level of normality after the weirdest three or four months of most of our lifetimes. We're going to start it all off with a chat with the two captains from both teams and we'll start with effectively the home side playing in Clune unfortunately because their own pitch in Kiltubbard is under construction at the moment. Here's Michael McCormack and here's what he had to say about Kiltubbard's preparations for this year's championship. Now it has been months since we've seen football played competitively within the county and thankfully tonight in the first round of the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship, we see a return to competitive action. 8.30pm in Clune, and the clash is between Kiltubbard and Anadoff. And I'm joined by co-captain of Kiltubbard, Michael McCormack, ahead of their game tonight. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bravani. Thanks for minute. It's great to be back talking about football, playing football, uh, because it's been an interesting year. We didn't quite know if we'd get to play any football at all this season. Um, what's the mood like in Kiltubbard ahead of uh, the start of the championship tonight and the fact that you're kicking it all off? Yeah, I suppose there's a, there's a great positive mood in the in the camp now because I suppose a couple of weeks ago we didn't think we'd be getting any football at all and we're just delighted that we have the opportunity to play a game and even just the social aspect of getting to meet up with one another as well which we didn't have a couple of couple of weeks ago and a couple of months ago as well so we're kind of just delighted to be out with that mixing with one another and that we have the prospect of playing football and uh, this evening as well. No, that's yeah. In terms of the actual football on show, you're playing on a duff tonight. They've been there, thereabouts, beaten in the semi final last year. Your own thoughts in terms of how this championship is going to fare for Kiltubbert? Well, I suppose uh, we're just going to take it one game at a time. I suppose now uh, it's uh, going to be a very competitive championship with the whole rest- uh, restructuring of it, uh, you know, and it's going to be competitive and it's going to make it more enjoyable overall with us. So. Really, yeah, we're just going to take it one game at a time and, and see how we get on then. And just take uh, just enjoy it as well, really. That's the real main aim now. So. In terms of, obviously, the, the personnel that will be on the field for the Green and Red Lads tonight in Clune, any new faces in the team? I know last year's minor county player of the year, Barry McQueen, is in the squad this year. Have you lost anyone or have you gained anyone from last year's team other than Barry? Uh, we're much the same now. Yeah, we've Barry in, in the training with us this year, and it's great to have uh, a couple of lads coming through like that because they kind of drive everything on. Really, uh, they bring a lot of energy energy to the training sessions. And Barry adds a different uh, 
different aspect to it too as well. So and, uh, we've Pat Mulek back as well there. He he was with League Slip there last year. He transferred back to us as well. And it's a great boost to have him in as well. Uh, definitely now because just uh, brings up the numbers and adds to competitiveness in training as well. So, yeah. Now, in terms of the actual venue, it's a little bit of a strange one this year because it's home and away fixtures, but the game is in Clune. Tell us a little bit about why that is. Is there still work going on in Kilderbert itself? Well, yeah, I suppose, yeah, our pitch is still being, there's still work being uh, conducted on our pitch there. Uh, obviously, you know, we thought we'd have it, uh, we thought we'd have our surface by now, but I suppose it's kind of been held up with the whole, uh, since this whole lockdown started, it's kind of held up the progress that was being made on the pitch up up until then. So, uh, I suppose, look, yeah, we've, uh, Clune is kind of a, uh, we've played there a good few times in the last couple of seasons. It seems to be a place that had a lot of championship games in the last few years. So we, I suppose ourselves, both ourselves and Duff are well used to the surface and uh, it's a great advantage too that the, the lights are up there as well. So, But yeah, hopefully now, this time next year now, we'll be, we'll be back on our own surface for home games and that. How much of a surprise will Duff be tomorrow night? Obviously, you know them from this been involved in this grade for many years uh, both teams obviously featuring an intermediate for the last few years how much of a, of a surprise can they be for you tomorrow night or do you kind of know what you're getting even with the lack of, of kind of competitive games up to this point um, I suppose now yeah like kind of it's the the, the the will bring surprises I suppose like it's kind of hard to know what teams will do at all this year with the with the, with the massive gap and what sort of game plans different teams will bring in the whole championship? Uh, what they'll do, because there has been such a, such amount such an amount of time off it. But uh, yeah, I, I, definitely Anna Duff. I suppose they're, they're a great, they're a good team, and they wouldn't surprise me now. Yeah, if they did bring different surprises to us or that, you can never really uh, predict how how a team is going to line out. I suppose really. What's the hope for yourselves going into the championship? Obviously, um, quarterfinals last year. Any hope of uh, of going a little bit further this year? Is that the plan, or what's re- realistic goals? Uh just really we're just going to take it one game at a time. Really, Brefney, like I said before, uh, just going to take it one game at a time and see how we get on. We're just really want to. We're just really going to enjoy our football this year. I suppose more than any other team, we're just delighted to be able to play football at the minute. Because as I said earlier, it's just a couple of weeks ago it wasn't looking great at all, and just this whole social aspect of it too, and. Yeah, that's about it. We're just going to take it game by game and see how we get on. And uh, that's all we can do and make sure we enjoy it as well. Obviously, a new man at the helm this year, Kieran McTague, formerly of Ahawillan, uh, now running Kiltubbard. What kind of an impact has he brought to the side? Yeah, K- Kieran's bra- uh, he's brought, made a great impact with the, with the club coming in now. I suppose he's been there and done that with Ahawillan. He, he has great experience from them as well. And yeah, it's kind of, uh, he's brought in a few different bits and pieces with us. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's, more than other years now it's just made training enjoyable and uh, yeah it's just yeah he's made a positive impact definitely yeah well listen the very best of luck to you Michael McCormick co-captain of Kiltober thanks for joining me the best of luck tonight in Clune thanks a million Brefney thank you Alan Glancy captain of Anaduff uh, happy to be back playing football yeah I think we're all happy uh, to be back playing football uh I think the whole country it's a bit of a uh, morale booster considering the last couple of months we had and um, yeah an evening like that it's great to be back out looking forward to the championship Despite the I suppose poor lead in time to the championship how are Anadoff preparing? Uh, I suppose we're preparing as best as we can given the situation like we're back out what a week and a half two weeks same as every other club um, you know we're making best of what we have and that's what we got like so that's the way it is every club's in the same position so there's no club with an, an advantage over other clubs, so let's all go. What changes in and out from last year's squad will supporters be looking at this year when the championship rolls around in a week's time? Um, I don't think there'll be much changes, to be honest. You know, there might be, it might be a bit sluggish considering there's been no league. Um, you know, there's a, there's four four group games, and as long as you're not, f- well, then there's a re- if you finish bottom, I suppose there's a relegation, but. You know, there's top four going to a quarter-final, so there's a lot of games to be played. So, you know, give her a game or two, hopefully we can brush off the cobwebs and give it a good shot. In terms of personnel, any extra names on the team sheet this year that weren't available last year? Uh, yeah, there's a few few young lads coming through there. Um, we had uh, Jack Hughes there starting midfield today. Good, good young lads, only 17. 
good ball skills, good can hold himself well, good and strong, and definitely be there. He'll be an option there for us come championship. What's your predictions looking into the group? You know who you're playing over the next five weekends. Uh, what's the hope and expectation in Anadolu? Um, well, I think if you're not hoping to go out and win it, what's what's the point in taking part? I don't believe in making up the numbers, so definitely we'll be going out to win it. But um, look at the way things are. Everyone's had the same amount of training. Everyone's going to be sluggish, so it's 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 open doors. It's up for anyone there to win it. Yourselves, Ballon Glare, Drum Kieran, semi-finalists last year, at least uh, finalists in the case of Drum Kieran, also Gortletra have dropped down to that grade. Drum Hare will be fancied. Uh, there's one or two teams in there, Carrie Gallon will fancy their chances of creating a surprise on any given day. Who do you see being the main obstacles to Anna Duff taking that one step further than they've managed in, in recent years? Well, of course, you'd, ha- you'd have to look at the, the three uh, senior teams that came down last year. Gortletra big physical team they're always there thereabouts ourselves and them is always a battle uh, Bornacula local derby anything can happen in that game and um, looking at Drummer here from, from growing up playing against them a lot of young lads there a lot of skillful lads and they'll, they'll cause teams problems so the first game out what's the hope uh, to set the, the bar for next weekend I think uh, we're playing with uh, Kiltrubbert on Friday night so get the win that's all. The, whatever the score sheet says, we're, we're not passing any heat in that. As long as we get that win, we get off the mark, we'll be happy. But like, I, I know Kiltobert are going to be fancying their chances as well. So it'll be, I know it'll be a tough game. Well, it's the very best luck. Thanks very much. Now, of course, tonight's game is not the only game this weekend there's a full series of fixtures the rest of them taking place tomorrow evening at 7 p.m and those games are balnaglera versus bornacula eslin versus drum kieran and gortletra versus st pat's drummer here and we're going to hear from each of the managers or coaches and players of each of those teams over the next 40 minutes or so let's start with a little trip up north to balnaglera where bornacula will be the visitors As always in the Intermediate Championship, Ballon Glera will be there or thereabouts. I'm joined by their manager, Kevin Nolan, to talk about how their preparations have gone in this strange post-COVID world. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Thanks a million, Brittany. In terms of where you're faced looking into your opening clash with Bornacula this weekend, how have things gone for Ballon Glera so far? Um, I suppose it's, it's very hard to know at this stage. Um, like any other manager, you're kind of wondering what's ahead of you. Are you ready or not for a championship? As before, you kind of have games to look back on and see how we are and kind of um, plan for the game ahead. But because we were only back training three or four weeks and back together only probably two weeks or three weeks, so it's very hard to know how, how we're going to get on the weekend. I suppose the fact that they've changed it from top three progressing to the knockout stages to top four makes it just that little bit easier for clubs to maybe use it as a building block for the knockout stages later in, in August. Yeah, I'd say that probably was the plan. And, and look, at everyone's probably happy with that. Um, but I suppose it's going to be tough. Every game is going to be tough. Um, we have Bornacula on Saturday evening in Balneglera. Uh Tough battle with them last year. We drew with them last year, so it's going to be very tight again. Home advantage maybe, hopefully, will be a bit of an advantage. But um, we're taking nothing for granted. Um, I suppose it's like every club I'm hearing, that's, there's been a lot of injuries and a lot of hamstring injuries and other kind of leg injuries. So it's hard to know who we feel be at full strength. We have a few injuries, so it's kind of hard to know. Do you play someone or do you not play someone? We're off the week after. So, I mean, if we can get through with a win, that'd be fantastic. And we'll, we'll take it from there. What are the club's expectations going into the championship? What, like obviously last year, semi-final space, would you be looking to repeat that or maybe even go one step further this year? Sure, look, that's the dream, isn't it? But um, it, it'll be tough. Three, there's, there's three uh, teams from senior down, three very good teams. And they've been playing championship for the last few years in senior championship, so they'll be well-seasoned. Last year, I suppose, we, we pro- I, I think we didn't do ourselves just in a semi-final. We could have played better, but I suppose, and I guess at that stage, some people freeze and some people don't, and and we kind of thought we froze a little bit that day. But at the same time, the lads work very hard. We always look, our, we have to win our first game. I think that's massive. 
and we'd like to get out of the group after that obviously and see from then it's a bit of a novelty playing at home in the opening rounds of the, this year's championship hasn't really happened in anyone's living memory at least in the championship action are Balnaglair looking forward to getting a few teams down to St. Hughes and seeing if they can maybe turn them over oh, of course look at it it's, you have to maximise home advantage um, I will will Look, we're going to work hard and we're going to see plan it ahead and see if things work out for us. But it will be difficult. It'll be tough. Everyone is mad to play football and and um, everyone will be giving everything for the championship because it's going to be a very even championship this year, I think. And um, you could see a few surprises in it. So we'll just see how we go. In terms of actual on-the-field talent for Balnaglera this year, any changes to the squad from what we would have seen in the championship last year? Um, no, not really. Um, well, you've Barry Maguire is back from Australia now. He was coming back anyway. He's back. He was back in the end of February, early March. So he's back. Um, but apart from that, no, we have the same cohort, and thankfully they're all sticking with it. Um, we don't really have too much coming through. No one this year coming through. We've no one last year coming through, and we've one next year coming through. So like it's it's unfortunately it's very limited. But in fairness, to all the lads play football. They stick with it and. Um, we're lucky enough that we have a few lads on the line there that if, if we need them to come on, they'll do a job for us. Well, listen, the very best luck to you on Saturday evening as you take on Bournacoola at in a, in a unique home fixture for Balnaglera. Kevin, thanks very much for joining me. Thanks a million, Brefney. The visitors to Balnaglera on Saturday evening are Bournacoola. Seamus Mallon, manager for his second year in the job joins me uh, now Seamus welcome back to the show thanks very much Brefney delighted to be here how are things going in Bornacula how are things faring ahead of the championship well I suppose uh, like every other club around our team we're progressing as well as we can uh, given the constraints since I suppose middle of March uh, I think we have prepared as well as we can we've played a couple of challenge matches we went reasonably well uh, we have a full hand pick from as far as I know on Saturday evening in Banadera and I suppose sure we're looking forward to it. Do you know people I suppose us that are into the GA sure this is the part of the year we love. So I'd be hopeful, hopeful, which I'm sure you have to be. Be hopeful of getting something out of Saturday evening. I suppose last year if you want to look at it crudely on paper, Bornacula fourth in the group just avoided uh, that drop to junior status at the end of last year's championship. Um, would go in as the underdog in that group with four teams to progress Where, what's the realistic target for Bornicula this season? Well the first target will be to avoid being in position five and I'd make no sort of secret of that uh, we know we're going to be up against it I would say probably our best performance in the championship last year came against Balanadera now one could argue they were already through but they, they were playing for top place Um we played quite well and we got a draw and, well, we had an opportunity or two to win it as well. So that that would give me a little bit more sort of confidence for the weekend. But if you sit back and if you let me head sort of do the thinking, yeah, we are up against it, let's face it. We finished fourth in a group and it's no disrespect to any of the group teams in the group last year. You know, we were in what would most people would consider the easier group in intermediate, and we ended up being fourth. Uh, recently played Ahavas there and Fintan McBride, and I always say to him when I mean that our fates were decided in one afternoon in Balnamore last year, where like we played very well for a half and they played well for a half, and we just ended the right end of a two-point victory. So, and that was the difference in they went to junior and we remained intermediate. So, look, this is a new year. We be putting our best foot forward, and I'd be very disappointed, I suppose, if we're not in position one, two, three, or four. In terms of the personnel you've got at your disposal this year, uh, you could be missing a couple of the old stalwarts of the club, but there's a few fresh faces coming through. Uh, Gary McCluskey and Michael Degnan amongst those you won't have to call on this year, two hugely ex- experienced campaigners. But your nephew, Shane Mallon, looks like a bright prospect for the club ahead. Well, yeah, he's um, this is his first year at adult level, and you know you can't expect him, I suppose, to be the answer to every problem you had but yeah he's an addition all right any time your club is intermediate or junior get a player that's good enough for a county minor standard 
he's going to be an addition to you. So he's definitely an addition. Uh, last year, I suppose, we, as well, we had a few people who had bits and injuries all through. Brian Duffy injured an elbow. He was here or there. He'd be very important to us now in defence. He's fully fit. So Damien Moore and Anthony Mulligan both had injuries throughout the championship. They have a clean bill of health. So if we can keep everybody fit, I think it'll improve our chances significantly. What will be the, the plan for Saturday evening? Anything that we can think about in terms of the Balneglera? You're obviously going down there. It's an away game. That in itself is a unique enough experience. Well, it is, I have to say. They're a club I have great respect for us in a good few years at underage with Leitrim and Banadero before we had the centre of excellence Banadero were always a great club to facilitate you and they you very well down there so they're a club I have great respect for and a good friend of mine Kevin Nolan I believe is still in charge of them I meet him on a regular basis at schools football level so look they're hard they're tough and they're they're fair uh, you're going to get nothing soft down there but I don't, there's not going to be anything fancy tactically I think both teams will set up man on man and there'll be a lot of running hard running off the ball it'll be physical um, I'd say maybe your free taker on either side could be significant at the end if the game is tight and after that as they say it's in the hands of the gods the very best luck to you on Saturday night down in Balneglera and win, lose or draw I'm sure uh, it'll be a productive season for Bornacula as the year goes on and I hope uh, things work out as you want uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks best luck Seamus thanks very much Bethany Now, looking forward to his first crack in the Intermediate Championship with Eslin is their new manager, Liam Higgins, and he joins me now. Liam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bethany. Thank you. How are preparations gearing up in Eslin ahead of the, the visit of Drum Kieran this weekend? Yeah, preparations are going fairly good then. We're out the last few weekends since the, the band was lifted over there. We were allowed back training, so it's a little bit unusual, but... Uh, yeah, we've been training away there. We've had a good enough preparation. We're happy enough going into the game on Saturday that uh, we're in a good position to put in a good performance. What can you tell us about the, the squad that's available to you? Have you lost any players uh, from last year's team or have you any new additions maybe who have aged out of minor football? Yeah, we would have one new addition, uh, Niall Metnabola, that would have played with uh, Mohal up until last year now and he's eligible to play here from Essen himself and we've a couple of players that um, have come back there from injuries and we haven't lost anybody so we probably have a few additions from last year's squad I suppose Essen uh, one of these teams that have kind of tended to lose players from time to time for various reasons travelling if the one thing the pandemic has done has meant that people are just staying around so has that helped you keep a squad together? Uh, probably it's helped for training, all right. Um, for the squad together, um, most of the lads, most of them are at home. And then we have uh, one Danica Renson Tipperary, so he just come up once a week. And then we have a couple in Dublin and a couple in Galway. But I wouldn't say it's really made a big for getting players back, but it was definitely has helped for training, all right, yeah. Nobody has an excuse for missing training these days. <laughs> Actually, look, you can always find excuses. <laughs> but we're not too bad. To if you're honest. looking yeah, for one. In terms of in terms of Esland's history, a lot of their time has been spent in the junior grade, and they've really been the kingpins and the specialists in that region. They've won that competition ten times. And intermediate, though, it's just seemed to be that little bit of an extra push that just hasn't quite materialised. How are Esland faring this year? Obviously, the likes of the Burns in your squad will be well known to most football followers in the county. Do you have the firepower there to really mount a challenge in what's going to be a very competitive intermediate championship this year? Oh, it's just going to be very competitive. Just looking at the, the draw there, and you know, in both groups, there's every game you could win and every game you could lose. There's nothing between a lot of the teams. Yeah, we look at we definitely have the firepower to, uh, to make a great um, you know challenge for the championship um, if we can get possession and all the other things that goes with it. And if we can get the ball into our forward line, we have a very potent forward line. And I suppose look at even though Essendon's been in. Junior and one of the junior titles. They've been challenging in the intermediate for the last um, five years. Like Eslin were in the semi final three years ago. Um, so, and they got to the quarter final last year. So, you know, they've been 
it's not that they're really new to the intermediate championship. You know, they have been pretty competitive. They've got all the quarterfinals and that in the last four years since they've got into the grade. So, you know, they're, if things came together and so look at it, it's, I suppose we, are, we have a small panel and if we can keep everybody fit and put in good performances, you know, we won't be, you know, we'd be hoping to get, you know, get results. But it's all about performance. You have to perform first. So we'll see how it goes. Like, But uh, it's going to be very competitive. So it's going to take, one. you know, you could win games or lose games. You just don't know. It's on, It's going to be on the day. And maybe home venue hopefully will be an advantage, you know, in, in the couple of games we have. But uh, we're going to have to win some great performances and uh, to hope to get some victories of course you topped your group last year Metro McCurran in that quarter final um, I know you weren't the manager but we at the game what's your thoughts on, on facing them first day up this this year any chance to get a bit of revenge on them for, for that defeat <clears throat> yeah I was at that game there last year now and uh, I was here and I watched them there in the final as well last year so like they're a young lively team like they're going to take you know, a bit of, of uh, real strong performance to to challenge them. Now, Iceland, I don't think on the day last year things went well for them. They didn't just really put in their best performance. Um, so, uh, but don't hear rewardy winners on the day. Um, but look at that's there. Yeah, we look at it's a new Saturday's a whole new game, and uh, uh, we know look at, we're going to need a, a good performance. But we're, we think we're well capable of delivering that performance. And uh, sure, look at it. It'll all depend on how we perform it today. I suppose the structure of this year's championship is slightly different. All games taking place at the same time in different venues. One team obviously being the home venue. Does it make it more difficult to become aware of who you're going to face next week? Because up to now, it was more possible to get to games and to scout teams ahead of time. Does that bring a whole new dynamic to, to coaching a team at this level? That would do, yeah, yeah. You can't really see the opposition at all. You will have one free weekend, where but you don't know with numbers and, and uh, limits on the crowds. Well, if the sanctions are lifted for next weekend, it'll probably be no problem to go to the games. But there's only one possible game we can go to, and that's the round or the round before our last round. So it mightn't be <clears throat> massively beneficial. But uh, I suppose in league term, like the clubs know each other fairly well. You know, there's. I suppose Eston has played, they played Barnacoola last year, they played Bannad Lair last year, and they played Drunkirden last year. So Atnashidan is the only team, I suppose, that they wouldn't have played in a, in a while. Like So, you know, the teams that do really know each other, there doesn't be a whole pile of change, really, in the personnel and team. So, you know, you have a fair idea of the players and other teams before you play them. But it would be much beneficial if you could get a look at them. But unfortunately, that's not possible at the moment. Well, listen, you'll know enough about from Kieran both before and after the game on Saturday. And the very best of luck to you and uh, hope the championship is a long and fruitful one for you, you all there in Essling. Oh, thanks very much, Rafi. Yeah, thanks very much. Now, one of the early favourites for the Intermediate Championship this year will be last year's beaten finalists. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Maybe this year it is their turn. I'm joined by Drum Kieran's chairman and a member of their management team, Michal Ford. Michal, welcome to the programme. Thanks, Brefany. How are things faring out for Drum Kieran for the 2020 Championship? Oh, look, it's, 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 look, it's very hard to gauge, I suppose, you know. We would have favoured maybe, you know, a couple of league games on the run in and everybody probably would have had a couple of games to gauge where they were at. And, uh, you know, rather than getting random challenge games here and there, you know, there is going to be only six or seven league games this year. So our idea would have been probably to have a couple of league games and look at you to some idea as to where you're going. Like we're going up to Estlin Saturday evening and um, really, uh, you know, Estlin are all as they're thereabouts in the championship. They're always, in the last few years, I'm sure they've been semi-finalists more often than not. So it's very hard to know where we're at, really. In terms of your own preparations, though, obviously beaten finalists last year, you ran a very strong Leitrim Gale side, very close. Um, is it the ambition to get back there and maybe go one better this season? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I suppose getting to the final from, um, I suppose, from nowhere really last year, um you know, this year we we really felt we didn't do ourselves justice in that final, you know, that there was definitely more in us. And just on the day, things didn't just work out for us. You know, that goal just for half time really, you know, done a lot of damage to us. And, um, you know, we feel that uh, I suppose we would like to 
put things right this year, but it's very early days and it's very hard to know. Any new faces or departures from the squad? Uh, we have a couple of lads, you know, that would have been, you know, really going into the final last year. We probably started with three or four lads, really, that maybe shouldn't have started. They started all right, but, you know, they didn't really have a full clean bill of health. So we're hoping this year that, you know, them lads are, are um, okay. And look, it's going to be hell for leather for the next five, six weeks. So you're going to be relying on 22, 23 of a panel, really, to get you through the next five or six weeks. So... Um, it's the strength of your panel and strength and depth really that it comes down to. It's a fairly tight group that you're in there. You've got Eslin, as you mentioned, perennial challengers. Ocken Sheelan dropped down from the senior ranks for last year. Balneglera, there thereabouts. You had a good tussle with them in the semi-final last year. What's the expectation? What's the hope in terms of the group games? Where do you see yourself finishing amongst that group? Obviously, Borna in there as well. You know, the intermediate, you know, if you talk to people that's in the know around Leitrim, you know, it's probably the hardest competition. You know, We'd be hoping to get to the quarterfinals and then at that stage then, sure, look, any one of the eight teams could win it. Um, whereas as opposed to the senior, I think, you know, you could probably name four now and that's going to be there thereabouts in the semi-final. Whereas the eight teams that mixed intermediate semi-final, any one of them can win it, you know. Talk to us about the club in Drumcure and how important is this intermediate championship after the best part of a decade knocking on that door? How much would it mean to actually oh, get to senior football? Look, it's absolutely huge, you know. Um, we have a huge club here, you know, we have a great fan base, you know, with the supporters that we have and, and the support in, in not alone in around from Cairn, but geez, around the world even, you know, we recently launched a 50-50 draw there just to keep the thing going during the COVID pandemic and the support we got from, you know, Australia, you know, um, America, it's been unreal. So look, at, um, it would mean the world to us, you know, to get over the line and, and to be to be a senior club, um, I think, you know, we've strived over the last few years with our grounds and improvements and everything else, you know, to be as good as we can. So that missing piece of the jigsaw is to get to senior level. Like, we've always been strong at underage and competitive and credit to the people involved and all our coaches and everything else. You know, we, we cater from under sixes right through to guys that's still playing over 40. So, you know, it's it would mean the world to us, yeah. You mentioned that you're in a little bit of a vacuum. You don't quite know what Eslin are going to bring to the table on, on Saturday evening. What, how, how have you prepared for a game when you haven't had a chance to get out and see the opposition? Well, all you can go on, I suppose, you know, there's no secret in Eslin, like in the style of play, you know, you have the Byrne brothers there and, you know, they are formidable footballers. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, they're a handful for any team and have proved that down through the years. So, you know, really and truly... Um, when you're talking about Eston, you, you have to really deal with, with the threat that they bring, you know. So, look, at, at the end of the day, you have to really worry about yourself too and, and perform on the day, you know. And if we get a performance, I'm hoping, you know, that all we want to do is get out of Eston by a point at the end of the day. That's that's the target. Two points in the bag. Well, listen, Michal Ford, thank you very much for joining us. The very best luck in Eston and for the rest of the championship season. Thank you, Griffin. Now, casting our eye to another side who have come down from the senior ranks is Gortletra, taking a spot in Group B this week. They see themselves take on the challenge of St. Patrick's Strummer this weekend. Joining me now is Niall Woods, one of their players, to talk about how Gortletra haven't fared out in this weird pre-season. Niall, welcome to the programme. Thanks very much for having me. No problem at all. Tell us a little bit about where Gortletra are in terms of their preparation so far now. Well, I suppose what we would have thought from the start of the year, we would have hoped we'd be a good bit further on getting new management in this year. But I suppose we can't really fault the lads. We've kind of done as much as we can, really, from from our point of view. We've had a couple of challenge games. We've had lads kind of keeping themselves in some sort of shape while they were away, and we came back and we've a bit of work done since since kind of lockdown restrictions were eased and we're allowed back out on the pitch. So look at. We're probably in as, as good a position as we could be or could have hoped to be given the circumstances. So it'll really, we'll, we'll find out where we are Saturday evening. Um, that'll be kind of a real test. You know Drumher pretty well, having been in the senior ranks with them over the last few years. Um, it's, I suppose it's a funny one. Like Drumher, I'd say one team we've played every single year um, since I've, I've been playing with the first team anyway. Um, so it's like 10 plus years in a row now we've played them. So there's kind of... A knowledge in, in 
you can overanalyze it. It's nice to know the opposition. Then you can maybe overanalyze and feel like you're looking in too much into them. So, look, I suppose, yeah, you could say it's it's nice in, in, in one regard, but then given the circumstances, you don't know where anyone is at, whether they have loads of work done, whether they maybe haven't got as much work done as they'd like to. But whenever we play them, it's always a fairly close battle. So it kind of has, has been a nice one for us to to steady your mindset and realise that we're really coming, starting off with a, a really hard challenge. In terms of that realisation, having had a disappointing by your own standards season last year, mm. what's the mood like in the camp with the, the players, I suppose, who are left over from that campaign? Um, it's it's actually not too bad. Um, obviously, a lot of disappointment and, and the start of the year, when we were, when we had, we had one league game, um, we probably were a little bit slow to get off the ground. Now, maybe we'll look back as the last kind of three, four months of a break as a bit of a blessing in disguise. It kind of it has been a bit of freshness, come back to it. Um, it has been a good boost of training from night one. So it might have just been a nice way of, of uh, blocking off last year and using this as kind of a full stop and move on um, into this year and trying to rebuild. So look, at as I said, it might be something that we'll be, be happy to, to have happened in one way. I suppose as a team who have come down, I, I hate to keep reinforcing that, but as a team that have come, yeah. have come down, um, you're probably one of the favourites to go straight back up again and win what's going to be a very competitive intermediate championship this year. Is there a belief in Gort Letra that that's a realistic target for the team this year to bounce straight back to the senior grade? Well, yeah, look at our, our target at the minute is to win, win every game or win the next game we play. Um, the overall target would obviously be to, to get back up as soon as possible. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, I suppose it's hard to to really say um, yes for sure because, as we said, we've no form guide to go off. Um, it's very balanced, as you mentioned, in terms of intermediate. Like, there's no group, there's no like group of death. Both groups are, are split quite evenly. You couldn't handpick a, a handy group for yourself, really. So. You have to just take games as, as they come and uh, try and build for the next opposition you're playing against. What is the hope for the game on Saturday? Well, we have we've drummer here at home, so we want to get off to, to a good start. Obviously, we want to win the game. Um, we want to kind of pro- progress on our performances because we've had a couple of challenge games and with new management, we're trying to piece together a game plan and they've been trying to kind of um, put their stamp on things. So it's kind of just to start off the journey and... and one foot forward um, and start off in the right in the right step and hopefully come out with a win. In terms of personnel, any new faces in the squad or any players who we might be familiar with who won't be in the team this year? Um we should we should be quite good in that regard. We didn't really lose um any players um from last year. We've kind of retained which has been been great. And then we've actually added a couple of younger lads to the panel which have given a, a good bit of freshness to it um and they've increased our overall numbers because for kind of years we've been struggling along with maybe the the mid to low twenties in terms of an overall paddle. Um but now we've had kind of gotten a bit of an injection of, of younger lads. So it's it's helped push the the numbers up to thirty plus and that's only just helped training. So yeah, we were happy enough to retain everyone and, and kind of everyone's very keen to put right the wrongs of last year. So I think that was a definitely a factor with everyone stayed on. Obviously, a lot of work gone into the physical grounds there in Gortletra in recent years. How mm. nice is it to have a, a senior championship game in the grounds to kind of kick it all off? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a novel one, all right. Yeah, it's it's, it's great. Um, like the pitch and, and the surroundings are looking great at the minute. Um, I know our, our new pitch is kind of lots of work being done at the minute, and there's rumours we could be like in a in a really good position with it towards the end of this year. Um, and I suppose we 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 can't wait till days that. We'll have it to play on the second pitch um, and look at if, if home and away championship games were, were here to stay, we'd have no complaints seeing as we have we'd have great grounds under us to, to host them. Excellent. Well, listen, Noel, the very best of luck to you this weekend, Dan, for the championship as it progresses. Thanks very much for chatting to us. No problem at all. Thanks very much. Now, someone who isn't a stranger to the show, haven't been on, before, although not for football abilities on that occasion, it was more for his boxy making at the tail end of last year at the Leitrim Boxy Festival. But he joins us now in a very different context uh, as a player with the Drummer Hair Club ahead of their restart of the Intermediate Championship this weekend. Michael Clancy, welcome to the programme. 
Thanks very much, Brefni. Good to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. In a different context, as, as we've had John before, as I said. Um, how do you get from football to box team making? How does that work? Um, you know the way that they say the proof is in the pudding? Well, the proof is in the boxing in this case. So it's obviously the boxing is the secret now to the football. Of course, obviously your day job is in the, the culinary field, so that's where the connection is, is yeah. as well. Let's talk football for a moment. Um, in terms of yep. Drum O'Hare, Hare, obviously came down from senior last year. What's the preparation been like, uh, as much as it can be unaffected by, by the coronavirus pandemic and the lockdown? Yeah, well, look, I'd say all the clubs are in the same kind of boat. Um, the preparation has started there three weeks ago. You know, we weren't... We weren't really doing anything up until then, so it, it is tough. Of course, we're starting from from level zero again, as such, you know, uh, compared to the start of the year. So it is very tough to get up to championship standard in the space of three weeks. But people are are hungry for football, you know, after the lockdown, and we're getting better numbers than we ever did before, really, in the last couple of years. So there are definitely positives out of it, anyway. Um, and we're trying we're trying to to keep them at the top of our list all the time is the positives going into it. But again, yeah, we are hungry. And this year as well, we have new management on board. Uh, we've Pora Clancy there and his background team. Um, so it's great to have fresh eyes as well, which we haven't had in a few years, you know. Yeah, drummer. He's coming in and he doesn't know many of the lads, so it's it's brilliant to have to have fresh eyes there and change up a, a few things. Yeah, Drummer Hare have always been a team that could beat anybody on their day at any level, whether it was intermediate or senior. Just putting successive results together has always been a bit of a challenge for you. Do you think having those lads at home, maybe undistracted by holidays and 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 travel and all that things that go with it for young lads these days? Do you think maybe you could give a good crack and, and bounce back and, and win that championship and the promotion that comes with it? Is that a realistic goal for you this year? It is. It definitely is because we've always had a young side. Um, and then you ha- with young players, you have the, the challenges and the obstacles that you meet of them going away for the summer and that sort of thing in college. And then obviously being away in college as well. So they're not home for the for the weekday trainings. Whereas now that's everyone is at home really. So with our young panel now and... Last year we didn't have a junior team, but this year we do have a junior team and quite a strong junior team as well. So they're obviously going to be pushing on the first team. So we are hoping to give it a right old crack, yeah. Now, of course, Saturday evening you face Gortletra, down in Gortletra. What do you feel yeah. about the idea of, of going and playing an away game literally in the other team's home ground? It's something that's very new to, to Leitrim football anyway. Yeah, definitely. Look, we, I suppose you're used to it in the league uh, circumstances. Um, for the championship... Look, we're not too concerned about where we play our game, to be honest. Um, we're going to play our play our game the way that we play it anyway. Um, so the venue won't affect us, I don't think, um, that much. The only thing that may affect us is that we actually can't play home games um, because because of our own pitch. So that's the only kind of negative side to it, I suppose, for us. So where will you be playing your games? Um, that's up for debate at the minute, Brefney. Okay. So, so we, we'll bring it to the listeners when, when we find out later. You will have, obviously, yeah. the same as everybody else, four games, two away, two home, over the course of the, the campaign in the competition, moves on to the quarterfinals. What's the target for Drummaher this year? Where do you really think you can finish? Um, at what, what stage do you think you can kind of continue to? Um, we're obviously taking one, one game at a time, but definitely coming down and playing, playing a senior uh, last year as well. We we definitely uh, are looking at the at the final, yeah. Well, that's that's fighting talk. I like it. I like it. In terms of players, who might we be missing from last year's squad? And are there any new arrivals maybe coming up from the underage ranks within the club? We have we have a few arrivals there, uh, which is great. We have a few players that are actually coming back after not playing for a few years, and have came into the squad flying it. They are very hungry for football, and they're pushing on the rest of the lads, which is brilliant. So we have a few fellas back and fellas that weren't around before that are now are back as well. And again, adding to the numbers, we have one loss there is Robbie Cunningham, um, which is a, is a big loss. And he's playing with a club up in Mead. Um, but that's that's the only loss we have, of course, a big loss. But we have players pushing on to, to help us as well. So it's um, positives and negatives there. 
Excellent. Robbie obviously involved with Glencar or Manor Rangers, should I say, as well, as they're going for the... Yeah, the, flying it with them as well, yeah. The Super League, he's been scoring goals to beat the band, so he will be a huge loss. He's, he's yeah. sk- very skillful in both codes. Well, listen, Michael, thank you very much for joining us. The very best of luck in Gortletra on Saturday evening, and I'm sure we'll Lovely. be following your progress through the season. Thanks a million, Brefney. Fair play to you. Now, a disappointing season in 2019 for Ocknashieland, but they'll be hoping to bounce back in the intermediate grade this year after their demotion from the senior ranks last season. I'm joined by one of their star players, Wayne Gilgun. Welcome to the show, Wayne. Thank you very much, Bethany. Delighted to be here. How's everything in Ocknashieland? How have you picked yourself up from uh, the disappointment of relegation last season? Uh, Look, I suppose it was very disappointing. Last year, um, we had hoped to kind of stay up another year and... Kind of in a bit of a rebuilding phase the last year or two, unfortunately, kind of suffered a bit of emigration and injuries and stuff kind of take its toll. And we're kind of very optimistic, I suppose, after winning the intermediate that we could kind of push on a little bit. Um, I suppose I'm playing now since I'm 35 now, so I'm playing a while now, and uh, we never got to the quarter final in the senior championship, and that kind of would have been a personal goal for me. But look, it happened. Um, the best team will always win on the day. So, Garletra better than the relegation final. And look, we came down. So, um, look, we're looking forward to the championship as much as we can. Um, as I said, we are rebuilding. So, it's a uh, different year ahead, I suppose, than, than kind of what we had hoped for. But, uh, look, we'll give it a shot anyway. The intermediate always, has always been very competitive as, as long as I can remember. So, look, it's it's an open draw, same as any other any other year. You know, there's a couple of strong teams gone up there, uh, Leitrim Village and FINA. Um, but look, they were put to the pin of the collar as well to get out of the immediate. So it's, it's it's an open draw, really. There's a couple of top teams in the put. Look, we'll give it a rattle, give it a, the best we can anyway, and see what happens. In terms of personnel, who is in the squad that we will maybe not recognise that aged up from from underage, and maybe have you said goodbye to anybody off the team this year? I've heard whispers that Barry McQueen he might not be involved this season. Yeah, we have um, the the three McQueenies actually left us at the at the. At the end of last season, you know, um, myself and Barry would have played since we were five or six together the whole way up. Um, lots of miles on the clock. And uh, so Barry has stepped away just this year, I'm hoping. Hopefully he might come back for a lash next year. But um, Barry has gone this year just to take time out. He wanted to, to do a bit of coaching, just some chant to him. And look, we didn't put any pressure on him. He's given us so much for so long. He's been our star player. If he was around this year, he probably still would be our star player, to be honest, you know. Um but Barry has gone. Sean has gone to Oliver Plunkett's in Dublin. Um, another big loss for us. But uh, look, we've lots of, of young lads, I suppose. We had a young enough team a couple of years ago. Well, barred a couple of the old boys, Martin McHugh and, and myself and Barry and Gavin and stuff. But um, young lads, hopefully, will we'll make the step up. There's lots of lots of potential there. Um, I suppose former county player, Conor Cullen. Um, he's back around this year. There was no travelling this year due to COVID for, for Connor. So it was good for us to kind of have him around, you know. Um been a strange enough enough season. Uh Connor's younger brother Kieran, uh he's probably one of the best players I've ever played with if I, if I won't lie and he's Kieran's still only very young. Kieran's in Australia so he's a massive loss for us too. But look we've we have Aaron and we have Finty Fitzpatrick and, and Paul Early and like they're they're gonna be our, our main guys I suppose, you know, to, to try and try and get us through as far as we can go. Numbers has always been a problem for you over there in Ocknashieland. It's a small rural parish, small village. You pull from the hinterland. Um, less than 20 players in your squad, I believe, according to your manager, Brian Whitney. I was chatting to him uh, during the week. So it doesn't look like you've got much in depth, but you have the quality. Some of the names you've mentioned, obviously, very familiar to a lot of teams. How much of a challenge is it just to keep a, a team on the field? It's very big for us. As you know, we're a half parish with, with Ballinamore um to be fair, our kind of our, our underage players coming up, um, there's been lots of talent there. And now, unfortunately, Fergal Early is out injured. He's done his cruciate. Uh, Philip Dolan is a former uh, county underage player. He's in Canada traveling. Uh, he's kind of coming back from a cruciate injury as well. Uh, unfortunately, we seem to lose a lot of players. Uh, the way it's kind of gone for us is we kind of have. We could have a squad of 22, 23 one year, and then next year we could have 17, 18. But it's just the joys of being a rural, a rural, uh, a rural football team, you know. Um, look, we always, we always kind of pride ourselves on being hard working and give it as good as we got. And like we used to challenge in the league a good bit, like in kind of senior and I suppose the championship, senior championship has always kind of been a bit disappointing for us. But um, 
look, we always kind of pride ourselves that we'll give anyone a game when we're on our day, but when we're not on our day, that's a, that's a different story. Um, <laughs> Sorry. We Sorry. have lots of, like, oh no, you're right. Um, as I said, there's lots of good under underage lads there. People might know of, um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a big struggle, you know. Um, we have lots of lads, very few lads at home nowadays, really. Uh, lads in Galway, Dublin, all over the place. So it's kind of, it's, numbers is tough, you know, but look, we're not the only club in the, unfortunately the way everything has gone lots of lads are travelling but there's no issue in travelling really in terms of this week in terms of this week's sorry in terms of this week's championship obviously no game in the first round of fixtures but you have a a trip to uh, Drumkirin last year's finalists will you get a chance to get out this weekend and maybe scout some of the opposition for some of those later rounds we'd like to we'd we'd love to but it's just hard to know Bethany how this this Covid kind of the structure they're putting on it, I don't think they're allowing too many teams uh, or too many people kind of to watch the games. And I think it's 200. I'm not 100% sure what they're, yeah, what it's they're kind 200, of it's, it's 200 including all the participants. So there's referees, the players, the subs, all the officials, that sort of stuff. So it really leaves maybe 110, 120 for, for supporters. Yeah. And I think the way the Oculus Shielding are doing it, whatever, whatever kind of games we have, the, the club are going to kind of allo- allocate the tickets that week to or not tickets, however they're going to kind of manage it, kind of allocate it to the people that want to go. So I'm not sure if every club is doing that. It's probably the best way to do it. So it's hard to know if we can go and scout any teams. Sometimes that can be that can be a benefit to you. Sometimes, like, if you focus too much on the opposition, you kind of get drawn in and kind of, you don't concentrate on yourself as much. Whereas it's just hard to know if we can, if we will get to go to, to scout them. Obviously, we all really want to see live football. G and RT and Air Sport are great kind of watching the old games but not the same kind of watching the game you know the the result and, um, but yeah we'd love to go and see scout them but again it's just hard to know how, how that will kind of pan out a um, couple of big hitters as you say our first game is next weekend away to um, Trunkeren and look they've been knocking on the door for as long as I can remember in intermediates and they've been a very good intermediate team for the last decade you know and they've been so close like Ballamore got to the, the Connacht Intermediate Final and they just about got over Ball- or, uh, Drunkieran in the final that year, you know, so like, they're due a big championship. Um, there's no doubt about it. Like they've, they've very, they've very, they've lots of high quality players, you know, and I've played against them for so long now and it's, it's been nothing between us really, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the way the kind of championships lined up, it's probably not ideal for us. We've uh, by the first weekend, four weekends in a row, Numbers wise, at the moment, it's going to be a struggle, kind of injury wise. And as I said, with the break with COVID and stuff, that's coming back and trying to go full tilt to training hasn't been the best for us at the moment. But look, we'll see how we get on. Well, I have to say, Wayne, you've really sold the doom and gloom around Ochnashalan, which means you're probably the favourites now to win the, the championship and come <laughs> in and catch everybody on the hop over the next couple of weeks. Listen, the very best of luck. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I know you'll, thank enjoy, you very much. you'll enjoy this weekend off, but, uh, but best oh, luck for the I rest of the games after that. Thank you very much, Bethany. Thank you. One of the teams that have managed to slip under most people's radars in the Intermediate Championship going into this weekend's games where they actually have a buy into the second round of fixtures is Carry Gallon. I'm joined by former county player and their captain this year, Gary Reynolds. Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bethany. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're kind of edging into the first round of fixtures without a game yourselves. Um, but how are general preparations going ahead in Carry Gallon? Yeah, good. We can't complain. Um, you know, we haven't we haven't picked up too many injuries. I suppose we're we're lucky in the sense that we've got that extra week preparation that you've mentioned in the intro. Um, you can look on that as a negative, as a positive, as we spoke before. Um, from what depending on what we look at it, because we'll have four games in a row then every weekend. So at the extra week, definitely welcome by ourselves because we've played a couple of friendlies over the last few weekends. So we're just letting the bodies heal now and uh, loading off as the fella says, trying to build up the championship. But we've been lucky from that aspect that we haven't picked up too many injuries. So uh, yeah, going well. I think you've nailed it there under the radar is how we'd like to think it's going because generally that's how Carrie Gallon will be seen over the years is under the radar. We're quite happy to do that. In terms of any additions to the squad, have you any new exciting youngsters coming through or, or what's the, the outlook in that front for the team? Yeah, we've built a couple of good younger players over the last couple of years have come into the team um, and, we're, and we're kind of trying to get them a bit more exposure. 
Um, we would have we have Mark Olin there who would be would have been on the Legion Junior team last year. And hopefully, you know, he's still only 21, 22. I think he just turned 21. So the likes of him, we're, we're trying to, would be a big central player for us now. We're trying to build teams around these younger guys coming through. Um, we have Niall O'Rourke and a couple of fellas have come in this year, Edward Dunn, who are, again, we're just trying to develop those a little bit further to to try and, um, try and have an influx because we probably would have had a delay of a couple of years uh, of getting younger lads blooded in a little bit earlier but we've tried that since Brian has come in the last two years to do that a little bit more so I think in the next few years we'll have even more coming through so that's something we're focusing on because you know we would have had a very good strong cohort of senior players over the last couple of years as you would have known with the, the McManuses, the Flins and Noel Dunans and these guys and the Lionses but uh, now we're kind of trying to have to start again now as myself, I'm not too far from the end myself personally so we're, we're looking to youth but yeah we, we've a good nucleus of young guys there and it's just trying to get them blooded in as quickly as we can because as you know especially this year with the championship being a kind of a shotgun championship we haven't been able to give them the exposure of those league games that you would have every other year so you're straight into it you know on a personal note would you prefer that shotgun effect of games every week or do you prefer when it's spaced out over a longer period of time um i suppose i've, I've enjoyed it since i suppose i came back down from dublin a few years ago i haven't played up there and everything's kind of done you would have a period of a break for a time and then all of a sudden you'd have three or four games in a row and and it's tough because you're trying to get your body up to that level a couple of different times throughout the year. And the, and the thing I've enjoyed about the Leitrim Championship since it's changed structure in the last two or three years, I know there's a new tr- structure in this year, but even before that, it was it was you were having three or four games in a period of five or six weeks where you were going from game to game. And I actually enjoyed that because you could get your body in the zone for that six or eight week period of hard games. So, um, and, and again, you know, as you know, with, with all the sports, you know, you, you would be involved in speaking about Breffney. Gaelic Games is one where the year is spread out. Could be anything from October, November, right through to the following October or November. And you have only playing really 10 to 12 to 15 competitive games, depending on how far you get in the competitions. So I've actually really enjoyed the whole four games in five weeks thing where you might only have a week off because all we all, we all want to do in any sport that you play is play games. And um, I really enjoy that aspect of it. Listen, I'll not lie with injuries suffered over the years by lots of us you'd like a little bit more time to get prepared for this championship because it's going to be fairly taxing on the body but no listen games get the excitement and get the blood flowing so the more of those the merrier you know you touched on your little sojourn in dublin playing club football i know other people around the county like emlyn mulligan with st bridget's for a little while as well maybe six seven years ago why did you come back, Gary? And and I suppose, do you regret going to Dublin or do you see it as something that maybe gave you a bit of a boost in, in that respect? Yeah, listen, I was at an age in my career, roughly, where, you know, I had played for an awful long time um, for the Leitrim Seniors and for the club at home. Uh, it wasn't, listen, I developed, I do, I do think I learned a lot of lessons in Dublin and I developed even further than I would have. But, it wasn't really to go and fulfill anything. It was more so that I was driving up and down for the years previous and I was up and down the road, as you know, from Dublin fairly regularly a couple of times during the week and I had suffered some serious hamstring tears and injuries. I, I tore a hamstring tendon and it, I didn't really give them time to heal. I was kind of rushing back and always trying to get back for games. So I thought to myself, if I took a year or two out to try and get those issues solved, to maybe get back to enjoying my football again, that I would always, uh, you know, the plan was always to finish my career down home in Carrigallon because uh, I obviously I love the, the village and I love the people down there. So it was always important for me to finish back down there and, and to try and achieve something with the lads before I uh, hung up the boots. So I wouldn't say I'd regret it. Uh, listen, I was unlucky when I moved to Dublin that those injuries kind of continued for me, especially around the hamstring areas. But I think I sorted that over the last couple of years and thankfully, you know, last year I got back to a to a good level of playing football and, and I really enjoyed myself and, and was back playing with Leitrim as well. And, you know, didn't get a whole pile of game time there under Terry, but I was delighted that I would be able to bring myself back to that level again and, and be able to provide good performances for Kerry Allen. So that's really it, you know. In, you talk about achievements before you finish your career in Kerry Allen. Is an intermediate championship in 2020 realistic target for Kerry Allen or is that a little bit of a stretch? Um, 
you could look at it. I think the benefit we have now is nobody's in form. Nobody's top of the league. Nobody's bottom of the league. Nobody's had a tough year so to date. Everybody's on the same on the same uh, level playing field, fitness levels. You know, no one team is going to be fitter than the other. So I, I wouldn't totally rule it out, Brett. I've seen over the years, you know, teams have won a couple of games, got a bit of momentum. And at the end of the day, you know, if you win two or three of your group games, you're into a quarter final. You could win a championship by just winning four or five games, and that's the way I'd be looking at it. We've a young team, um, you know, we're trying to learn and develop all the time, and Brian's encouraging that. Um, you know, will we be on people's lips come talking about championship contenders? I don't think we've ever been on anybody's lips around the county of Leitrim when it comes to winning championships, but. I think we've always come up with a couple of shocks and we've always been there, thereabouts. So if we can produce something like that, I mean, you know, we beat from Kieran in the group stages last year in a cracking game in Ballinamore and, you know, we felt that gave us great confidence. But, you know, we caught a good Ballinaglera team in the quarterfinals in good form and because we, we really did feel if we if we could get through that Ballinaglera game, we could have went all the way. And as we know, from Kieran went all the way to the final. So, you know, I think anything can happen. The 10 teams, I don't think any one team is miles ahead of the other. So if you can get a good start to the championship, I think what's crucial is squad sizes and who picks up injuries at what stage because the less injuries you have in your squad, I think you have a great chance of going further. So do I want to win it? Of course. Do I think we're capable of? I think, of course, we are. But you need a bit of luck and you need everything else to go your way. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll like to see us... Get, get a good start and we'll take anything after that roughly, you know well listen on that note we'll leave it there the best of luck uh, not this weekend because you're not in action will you take in yeah. a game yourself will you head to see maybe Anadolf play yeah maybe so it might be a bad idea it's probably not at a great time to suit us we train on, on Friday nights and on Sunday mornings so um, I'm sure we'll have somebody there just to keep an eye on things because uh, we've Anadolf the following weekend but we also have Kiltobert in the last game which could be crucial for both teams so um, you know, it's, it's a game some of us will definitely take in if we can, but we'll try and see whether we can work with training. But uh, yeah, I'm no, looking forward to it, Brefney, and hopefully we can give it a good rally. Okay, well done. Best luck for the championship. Yeah. Thanks very much, Brefney. Cheers. Of course, there is a round of the Senior Football Championship taking place as well this weekend. We'll have full details of that in our second show today. It's been a busy week trying to get this all together. But we will have a full rundown of the Senior Football Championship preview with the captains and managers of those particular teams as well. Don't forget, you can keep on top of everything that's going on in the world of Gaelic games if you just visit leitrimgaa.ie. But this is our preview of the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Football Championship. We'll be following this competition as it progresses. Now, you will have to bear with us because the change in schedule this year with all games taking place at the one time is causing problems in terms of getting around to games but we will endeavour to do our best to have feedback from as many games as possible over the weekend in our twice weekly shows on our podcast don't forget to log on on whatever podcast app you want if you have an iphone you can check out the podcast app on your phone it's there you may never have used it but if you're listening to this on our website or somewhere else the best way to get the show is by subscribing via that podcast app. You can also get us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other decent podcast location. Uh, You will, of course, continue to get us on YouTube and our own website as well. Thank you very much for listening. The very, very best luck to all teams starting their championship campaigns this weekend, and I will be back later today with the preview of the Senior Football Championship. This has been Leitrim Daily. I've been Breffin Early. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.